This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Gracie you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you predict, what you say, what you wish for. President Biden jokes. He's 400 years old and calls former President Trump maybe the future president. President Biden sounded pessimistic, if you will, about his reelection chances Thursday, calling his predecessor and 2024 challenger Donald Trump the, quote, maybe future president of the United States. Why would you say something like that unless you're past your prime? Why would you joke like that when you're running for president and Trump is going to beat him? Why would you forecast that and put that out in the environment? Biden, 80 years old, uh, referred to himself as 400 years old during a rambling speech in Philadelphia that was meant to highlight the release of his annual budget proposal, which includes, includes that is, key planks of his re-election campaign platform. Certainly, there are things, Mr. President, that you should not joke about. Listen to what he said about his own age. And I can honestly say, I have never been more optimistic about America's future than I am today. I mean that sincerely. As you can tell, I've only been around a few years, (laughs) like 400. Wow. Wow. Why would you take something that's a liability for real and for yourself and actually make a joke about it? Interesting. And this is how he called Trump the maybe future president. But guess what? You may remember... I was running for office at the time, but you all may remember it, that I had a big fight with uh, the former president uh, and maybe future president. Bless me, Father. Anyway, no, all kidding aside. All kidding aside. His words, not mine. Those words may very well come back to hurt Mr. Biden, the current occupant of the White House. It turns out, and we all knew this, 
in terms of Afghanistan. We all knew those 13 soldiers did not have to die. Everyone knew this. And now it's being confirmed. In testimony yesterday in Washington, a Marine, a now retired Marine, Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews, testified it did not have to happen. But even worse, the sergeant testified that they spotted the suicide bomber, but they couldn't get the green light to take the actual shot. The response, leadership did not have the engagement authority for us. Do not engage. I requested for the battalion commander, Lieutenant Colonel Brad Whited, to come to the tower to see what we did. While we waited for him, psychological operations individuals came to our tower immediately and confirmed the suspect met the suicide bomber description. He eventually arrived, and we showed him our evidence, the photos we had of the two men. We reassured him of the ease of fire on the suicide bomber. Pointedly, we asked him for engagement authority and permission. We asked him if we could shoot. Our battalion commander said, and I quote, I don't know, end quote. Myself and my team leader asked very harshly, well, who does? Because this is your responsibility, sir. He again replied he did not know but would find out. We received no update and never got our answer. And as he testified, he, the former Marine, the sergeant, testified with his uh, prosthetic arm. I believe his right arm. Now imagine what he has to live with for the rest of his natural life. The firm belief that he had that they could have taken out the suicide bomber in Afghanistan, but because of red tape, could not get the green light from their commander, the person that should have been making the call on this, to actually open fire. And imagine if the commander was able to give the order, those 13 soldiers that died in Afghanistan would be here today with their families. And I constantly remember the one that died and uh, his wife was pregnant. And she should have uh, delivered by now one of the soldiers that died in Afghanistan. And so these are stories that we're starting to hear with Republicans taking control of Congress that we should have been informed of, that we should have been informed of when this happened. But somehow we never were told those stories, these stories, the American people. So active service members and veterans provided first-hand testimony Wednesday about the chaotic, and I'm being nice by using the word chaotic, chaotic, U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, describing in horroring detail the carnage and death they witnessed on the ground while imploring Congress to help the allies left behind. The Sergeant Marine says that the withdrawal, something that we all know, was a catastrophe, and in his opinion, and there was an inexcusable lack of accountability. He still has scars from his wounds from the bombing. And uh, we're going to open up the telephone calls. We still have a lot to get to. 
uh, because I'm going to I'm going to tee off on Colin Kaepernick in just one second. The number to reach us this morning, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I have never said this before. Colin Kaepernick is disgusting and something is wrong with him. Listen, we all know when he took the, the knee uh, and he did so. It's amazing to me that he can get so pro-black at the end of his career as his career is almost over. But in the beginning, you didn't hear peep out of Colin Kaepernick. And so I didn't agree with him taking a knee. Uh, It's not something that I would do. I mean, he has a right to do so. I wouldn't do it because I feel uh, that we have to be professional at all times. And he said he wanted to highlight the issue of police brutality. But now what he is doing, Colin Kaepernick, is disgusting and he needs to be ashamed of himself. He is accusing his white adoptive parents of a problematic upbringing furthering racism. Think about it for a second. The white couple that saved his life stood by him from upbringing all the way to his baseball career, all the way to college when he couldn't get a major scholarship, all the way to the NFL. They stood by Colin Kaepernick, and now he's accusing them of a problematic upbringing furthering racism. So one of the examples that he is citing in a novel uh, that's, that's coming out apparently was a fight over his hairstyle. Parents and children have fought over hairstyles for decades. Kaepernick apparently wanted to idolize basketball player Allen Iverson, and he wanted to embrace his quote-unquote blackness by wearing cornrows, but his mother pushed back, as she should have. Quote, the mother says, uh, Teresa, cited in the book, is uh, saying he's getting what roles? And then Kaepernick says, in reality, she allegedly told him, oh, your hair's not professional. In essence, that's what she was saying. Oh, you look like a little thug. Kaepernick, this is disgusting, says that that conversation with his mother, the, the adopted mother that saved his life, continued to impact him years and even decades later even now influencing his famous Afro hairstyle. He goes on to say, the lack of racial harmony in his own home encouraged him to find community elsewhere. And folks, this is something that that I can talk about. I've mentioned this on the radio before. So let's rewind the the, um, the late 70s. I'm acting up in school. Myself, Dominic Carter. 
I had attended Cardinal Hayes, DeWitt Clinton, John F. Kennedy, and my family could not take it anymore. And so they shipped me out to an aunt and uncle, not really my aunt and uncle, but with the families that known each other for a very long time, out to Seattle, Washington. And, and my life really was, I went from the projects to literally being that television show, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's what my life was like. And we lived in a suburb of Seattle in a gorgeous home. And my aunt is an African-American woman, and she's married to a white man who, he's my Uncle Low. Now, do you, all they did was love me and and make me a better person. And my Uncle Low was the first man to step up in my life. He's white. And, and tell me that there are no freebies in life. That is a man, you are going to work. And he put me to work. You are going to to uh to uh do professional, provide for your family and and do the right thing. Now imagine if I turned around now and said, Well, when I lived in Seattle, Washington, my my uncle who happened to be white, he took my blackness away. This is disgusting what Colin Kaepernick is doing. I'm about to start with your telephone calls in just one second. And I mentioned this story the other night. Now we have a dollar amount to put to it. Mayor Adams plans to send, as you know, New York City migrants to college, SUNY Sullivan, for free. And it's only 400 students, but it apparently will cost taxpayers an additional $1.2 million. So 12 months of classes, room and board in upstate Sullivan County, and this project could continue indefinitely. You're paying for it. They came to the country illegally, the migrants, and you are going to pay for them, you and I, for them to go to college. What is this world coming to? Let's start with your telephone calls. Let's uh, begin with uh, Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, I just want to comment on what you were talking about with regard to the sergeant that was testifying about that whole debacle in Afghanistan. Joe Biden, lest we forget, is the same individual when he was vice president for Barack Obama, uh, and they were going to uh, Barack Obama was going to take out Osama bin Laden. Joe Biden is the one who said, no, 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 no. I don't think it's a good idea. Thankfully, thankfully, President Obama went ahead and acted upon that. Um, and if I can just comment with regard to this issue with Colin Kaepernick, um, I'm sorry for cheating, but I do listen to another radio station with a, a commentator who has a show that is African-American. He happens to be married to a white lady, and he's a former uh, Phoenix police officer. Um, he tells it like it is, just like you do. And as far as Colin Kaepernick is concerned, I, I, there, he's falling into the category like so many of these other 
uh, celebrities where it's fashionable to be woke. So they want to jump on that bandwagon. Correct. Instead of being thankful and grateful to his parents, regardless of the fact that they're white and they adopted him. Um, but, you know, but, it, but Jacqueline, can, can you imagine how he says he loves his adoptive parents? Can you imagine how his adoptive mother feels right now? The the young man, the young man that she raised, and and he made it to the NFL. He could have played Major League uh, Baseball, and he's accusing her of racism. You yeah. ungrateful pig! Yep, exactly. Yep. Well, I I don't have human children. I had canine kids, but I don't have to tell you as a parent. They count. They count as kids too, in my opinion. But go ahead. That's true. That's true. You know, adults. Yes, yes. So you understand. Um, children are not always grateful. And regardless of whether it's a racial situation like this or some other situation, children are not always grateful. You know, they point the finger at their parents. I've done it. I still continue to do it, even though both of my parents have passed with regard to certain issues. But I, I, I think he's just uh, part of the woke group, and he's playing into that. And when the point I wanted to make about this other commentator, this uh, black commentator, on another radio station, he had mentioned something that um, he's pro- po- apparently followed Colin Kaepernick, and Colin Kaepernick has a African American girlfriend. And this other commentator's opinion was, it, it she pushed him into this wokeness because she's very, very, very woke. Hmm. Interesting. But you know what, Jacqueline, and I appreciate your call. Nothing should push him into attacking, criticizing, and a public forum the two people that saved his life. Nothing should, and I thank you for the call and have a a beautiful morning. Nothing should push him that far. Let's go to our friend Hudson in the Bronx. Good morning, Hudson. What's on your mind? Hey, Dom, it's been a while, man. Always good to hear you. Um, I... I'd like to get to the Tucker thing. Um, I would love to get to that for a second. Uh, to, to start what you're talking about, though, how many how many practices um, did Colin Kaepernick's mom bring him to? How many things did she sign him up to? Yes. You know, how many if, – if he was as good as he was, and, and you know, you said he was good in, in two different sports, and you know how it is, you know, how many travel teams was he on? You know, how many hotels did she stay in? That, that's um, a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. The That's fact a great that point. he does this—it—it's it, it, so disgusting, and it's just this whole generation. And it's funny—I used to think it's the younger generation. It seems like it's older and older. Like it seems like it's almost like thirty and under, or thirty-five and under. Hey, that- hey, Hudson, and you know, I, I didn't even look at it the way that you just broke it down, and you are correct. All the practices, all the money this lady had to put into his his sports program, but but if we are to believe that racism is as bad as uh, Colin Kaepernick says it is, right? Then that woman, and it was even in the Netflix series where where people cut their eyes at her. So she had to deal with this as well because she's showing up, she's showing up with this African-American child and this ungrateful fool all these years later is going to go and criticize his adoptive parents and say that they were racist in certain uh, aspects. I mean, Hudson, it's just disgusting. It's disgusting. And it's also, and you want to talk about just to get a couple extra bucks. The guy is already a multi multi multi-millionaire, which means that he sat down with the publisher 
or the ghostwriter of his book, and he was convinced by that person, come on, man, push it a little more. Give me some juice. And that, that's like, exactly the way it happens, Hudson. They will tell you point blank, you, 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 don't, you don't have enough uh, information. You don't have enough dirt. Give us a little more, a little more, a little more, a little more, a little more. I mean, how, how do you ever recover from something like this? It's the, it's, it's the same thing that's going on, and I know it's a different race, but really doesn't make a difference. The same thing that's going on, I hate talking about the Royals, but the same thing that's going on with Harry and all that stuff. But but before you let me go, I, I, I really want to say this because I, I've actually been going to bed a little bit early, so, so I've been missing the full show. But I, I really wanted to tell you, I'm getting tired of this, and it's almost starting to get me angry just watching the things with the Tucker tapes, you know, over the past few days. And I hate that us, us, Everyone who's on the right side of this, you know, is we have to shut up and we have to say that, oh, my God, January 6th. And I'm not talking about that. Oh, my God, it was so bad. And we did this and we did that. We didn't do anything. No Trump supporter did anything. I feel like everyone in the media is being forced to say that, oh, well, you know, no, no, we were wrong. We were wrong. But, you know, no, 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 we weren't wrong. There was no Trump supporters that did anything. There was a video, Dom, that I've been looking for for two years that I saw right after January 6th, two years ago. I finally saw it today. Someone posted it today, and a friend showed it to me, of a bunch of Antifa guys dressing in the woods right by the Capitol in all black coats, putting on Trump gear. And you know what? These are the things that they bury. I'm tired of the media giving in. We shouldn't give any more. No more lies. We need to tell the truth. These guys are a bunch of liars. They're all liars. I, love I, you, I, I hear I you. Love you too, Hudson. I, I, I hear you, but I, they, they, this is going to go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Let's continue with the uh, telephone call. Steve in Elmont. I, I read here, Steve, that you say I'm being too tough on Kaepernick. Not just tough, but it's like you go like, you can hear the passion in your voice. Like I'm, I'm a very... You know, it's, it's, no, but Steve, let me just say this, and and then you can go ahead and respond. I've been in Kaepernick's uh-huh. shoes in terms of in a in a in a white household where mm-hmm. a, a, a white man helped make the man that's before you today. So I I could yeah. never, and I'm going to let you speak, Steve. I could never mm-hmm. in a million years criticize my uncle Lowe, who is white, when he made me a man. Okay, so now, but is it bad to? Can you criticize him? I mean, you can, first of all, big him up and give him all the props that you did. But I look at something like, for instance, my parents coming from Haiti, when I was growing up and my brother and I, we couldn't wear Afros. We would never be able to get cornrows or do anything that made us look too black American. Well, hey, Steve, I'm not going to say, Steve, I'm not going to say not looking too black but I, my son is now 30 years old. I wish he would come in my household with some damn cornrows in his head. I am not. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you why. I am not knocking the hairdo for others, but we don't do that in my household. In my household, okay. so, my, my daughter's, wait, I'm going to let you speak. My daughter's 36. Yeah. My son is 30. We don't do the cornrow thing. Because for my taste, okay, okay. for my taste, why? Why? It's, what's too the, what's wrong with you? it's too ethnic for my opinion. For my opinion, ju- so, just like just like my daughter knows, uh, you, you better not come in here with a tattoo that I can see in a public area. Because I will raise holy no, a hell. Tattoo is, a, ta- a tattoo is different, but 
coloring your hair is different, but wearing your hair. Okay, so let me ask you another question. Why if anyone body, anybody in the family came home with locks, with their hair braided up in locks? Is that the same like cornrows? Well, it, it's let, let me say this, Steve. It's a little different for for women. So my wife will come in with her hair braided. Men and women. Yeah, 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 men and women. No, hair, no, 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 no. Locks, locks, locks. No, you're locks talking about locks because... for guys. You're talking about locks for guys? Yes. I, my yes, son better not go in the household with that garbage. Excuse my language. I don't. I don't okay. want to say. I don't want to say that garbage. So, I don't want to offend anybody. See, I I, I just slipped yeah, and told I, you exactly I, what I think. So I I apologize. Because I had I have locks since '89. All right, I had my locks, and my parents hated it. But you know what? I didn't like their haircuts either. I didn't like their hairstyle. But. I wasn't someone that gave them any trouble. I've never been arrested. I never went to jail. And by the time I was 25, I brought my house in Long Island. That's, but that's wonderful they didn't to like hear. my hair. By my father passed away, my sister asked me, are you going to cut your hair? Because, you know, he never liked it. I said, well, he's dead now. Why would I care about cutting my hair? You know, it's but, my head. This, but, is, this but, is my symbol. Hey, hey, and Steve. the reason why I have locks but Steve, let me ask you this. So, so well, I'm going to let you finish before I take a break. You, you don't see okay. what the symbol it sends to society? Like like, ha- like, like half I of do. these NBA players walking around with haircuts where they look like they're mentally ill. Yeah, no, I do understand. I do understand. And that's why I fought back because now you're worrying too much about what's on my hair on my head instead of what's in my head. And I make sure I make myself really, I educate myself to really know about myself and what the locks meant to me. It's not just a a hairstyle. We used to call them dreadlocks. We don't call them dreadlocks anymore because we found out that the word dreadlock was because of people saying that they were dreadful. And then now they're just called locked. Yeah, it's too ethnic, but who does it offend? And why is that, why, why have we been embedded to hate ourselves, something that's it, it's natural. Not, Steve, I, I hear you. It is but, natural. No, no, I, I hear you. But it's not about hating yourself. It's, in, in my humble opinion, it's about putting yourself in the best position for success in life. It's not you know about, why? it's not about, because, go ahead. I'm going to tell you, you know why? Because we have to make sure, we, I have to make sure I look a certain way and I keep myself clean. I keep my locks clean. Okay, nice and and, and and in shape because I know when I go around certain people that they're gonna there's gonna there's a stereotype. Unfortunately, mostly it's a negative stereotype. It's not a natural. It's not the fact that I'm an herbalist. It's not the fact that I can probably have a conversation on any level, spiritual, religion, politics, father, business. I can tell. They don't look at I that can one. tell. The first thing. They right. see is that. Right. But if I if we owned and we, we meaning more black people owned businesses, owned institutions, owned schools, we wouldn't worry about what any other race and white people get too much blame on racism. Trust me, the only person that hires a black person is a white person. Nobody else basically would ever hires black people. So now we have to make sure that we carry ourselves a certain way to please a certain group of people, everybody else, because we don't own or control anything. Okay, so Steve, I, I've got to go, but let let me let me All ask right. this question to you. So, is it okay to walk around with, with, for a male to walk around with his jeans almost down to his knees? Is that okay? My son, 
does that. I used to take them shopping. I said, until you wear your pants the way you're supposed to wear your pants, I'm never buying you any clothes. And you ain't got a job, so you're going to have to wear your clothes right or start working. And you know what? I got them getting a job tomorrow. I'm taking them for birthday. I told them that is the worst thing. I can't wait for that style. It's stupid. It's whack. And it's corny. And I blame it on girls. I blame it on girls because I, I can't see any woman allowing a man to even speak to her with his pants disrespectfully hanging off his butt. That is stupid. Well, you, you and I, you and I, I Steve, you go. yeah, we, we, we agree on that. I always appreciate your call. Thank you for the call. Folks, we see all the all calls right, coming you. in. When we come back, thank you, Steve. We are going to go to Brooklyn, Queens, Long Island, Philly, Lake George, and again to Queens. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. The crew here, these guys are giving me a hard time. Alex comes in my ear, and he goes, in West Philadelphia, born and raised, the theme song, Matt, you know it, to uh, the he, Fresh he said, Prince. He said West New York. Oh, West New York. Oh, okay, I thought he said West Philadelphia. <laughs> he said West, ah. West, well, West New York is actually in New Jersey, but I, right, right, I right. know the sentiment. Ah. And I said uh, you were the Fresh Prince of Seattle. Right, right, right. Being, ra- she- being raised by <laughs> Helen and Tom Willis of the Jeffersons. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> And then Kenneth, right? I'm already annoyed at Kenneth tonight because Kenneth comes in here and we went to the same college, State University of New York College of Cortland. That's right. And Rita Cosby was still here and we're talking about when Kenneth graduated, when I graduated. Kenneth graduated in 2020. Right. Right? I can't believe that I graduated from the same college in 1985. Wow. 35 years prior. So wait, he wasn't even born then. Oh, he wasn't even a thought when you graduated <laughs> college. <laughs> so, folks, uh, we see a lot of calls on Biden, on on what this despicable thing that Colin Kaepernick uh, is doing, accusing his white adoptive parents of a problematic upbringing, furthering racism, and you just you 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 don't you don't you don't. You don't do things like that. Let's go to uh, George in Brooklyn. Good morning, George. What's on your mind? Dominic, the truth is if Colin Kaepernick was left in the care of his white natural mother, he might not even be alive today. He might have gotten caught up in the street life and gotten knifed to death or shot to death or, or ended up as a casualty of an overdose of drugs. And the truth is... Um, if it, ha- if you want to be a quarterback, you have to uh, play to what the 
owners want. You you can't be your own. You have. Have you ever heard of the big four accounting firms? Uh, like, not necessarily, but go ahead. Justin Young, Deloitte yes, & Touche, yes, yes, PricewaterhouseCoopers. Yes, yes. You have to dress a certain way to Thank hold you. down a job with those Thank firms. You, and Thank you, George. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are correct. And, and just one other thing that Kenneth said to me as he walked by. He, now, remember, Kenneth is white, and he walked in the room and just started laughing. And he said, Dominic, is it okay if I get cornrows? And, and just started laughing and, went and walked out of the room. So, George, you are a 1,000% correct. You are a 1,000% correct. You have got to dress the part for where you are trying to go uh, in life. But, 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 but th- th- this is beneath even Colin Kaepernick. Something is wrong with him. The people that put it all on the line for you, they took you in and and made you their son. And now all these years later, you're going to criticize them? George, thank you. Thank you uh, for the uh, telephone call. Let's uh, let's go to Susan in Brooklyn. Good morning, Susan. What's on your mind? Oh, Dominic, I, I never have I forgotten. And just it pains, I know, all of us when you were speaking about the 13 servicemen that were tragically killed in uh, Kabul um, across the Abbey Gate when they were um, the, the besides the fact that now, which is the first I heard you speaking about, that they had a clear shot. They saw the um, the suicide bombers. But the truth of the matter is, whoever put those service members, they're not there for crowd control. They put them into that crowd, and they that was the first mistake. The first thing, they should have never been put there. And there were many others, tragically, those young people, the best of the best, taken from their families and from our our society. But um, many more were maimed and injured and probably and suffer greatly to this day if they're still alive and, the, and how many people that we left behind there, what has their fate been? And just the the whole disaster of how we left Afghanistan, we surrendered um, the base, um, the the air base there, the name of it is is escaping me right at the moment. No, but I I, I hear you, Susan, I hear you. And this is why that uh, Putin and the rest of the world was is very emboldened. Agreed. Because they, and I believe strongly that that President with President Trump was rightfully in the, the White House. All so many of these tragedies and death and destruction and pain, um, and you know. Uh, I think that Biden, even in his subconsciousness, um, because I think he is being manipulated and somewhere down in that soul that he has, you know, that there is some kind of a, a conflict or awareness, but he's just so twisted. Susan, let me, before I, before, before you go here, let me uh, put this to you. So, 
the sergeant that testified, Sergeant uh, T- Tyler Vargas Andrews. I want I want you and our other listeners to think about this. So you spot the suicide bomber, right, in advance, and you mm-hmm. want to take the kill shot, but you can't mm-hmm. take the kill shot until your uh, superior officers give the approval. You ask them for the approval. The commanding officer says, I can't approve that. I'll get an answer for you, and never gets back to you with an answer. And then the bombs blow up, and you 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 lose your arm. Imagine how this sergeant feels that if this Marine, if he were allowed to have taken the kill shot, that he would still have his arm today, and his 13 comrades would also still be alive. Imagine how that man feels. Horrible. D- disgraceful. And this is all part of why we can't, cannot have this kind of, and Millie and all these other generals um, are uh, 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 in the situation that we're in, slow walking into World War Three, and look at how the Russians now, the Afghanistans are going to be, are, are, are facing a tremendous amount of uh, further slaughter and then it, it, for for what we haven't even tried to have a peace agreement it is every everything is so just destructive it is sometimes just um wrong hard to like so keep wrong on. susan thank you for in a very articulate manner uh putting this out there the way many of us feel as it relates to this situation. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm here until the top of the hour when Frank Morano will be taking over. Let's go to uh, Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? How you doing, Dominic, man? It's good to talk to you. Um, I was calling about the Colin Kaepernick story, and I'm sure as hell not going to try to defend him. You know me well enough to know that I have no time for Colin Kaepernick, what he believes in, et cetera, et cetera. But, and, and doing this publicly is really despicable. He could have talked to them, to them about this, you know, but I think that, and I'm not blaming her because she probably couldn't have known, but I have five biracial kids myself. And before my oldest Robert Jr. came, I realized that there might be some things that I could educate myself on because this wasn't really in their mother's wheelhouse. Um, like they go to school to learn about the Roman Empire, and then they come home, and I teach them about the empire of Tenicate One and Tenicate Two, who had an empire that lasted for 400 years in southeastern Ethiopia that nobody talked about. And I think that made it real easy for me to relate to my oldest son because he's the only one that really identifies one way or the other. He tends to identify black. And I always told them, follow your heart and get in where you fit in, you know. So when he was getting cornrows, I think it was just an excuse to have girls come over to do his cornrows, but I was fine with all that, okay? And I think that if she had just um, maybe educated herself a little bit, it would have helped the situation. Okay, so wait, so wait, Robert, not, wait, 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 Robert, 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 wait, wait, wait. Okay. So, 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 so you went through this situation as a uh, white parent to a black child where he wanted cornrows and, and his hair and you, you permitted him to have it? Absolutely. And why did you do so? Because that is part of the culture. I understand that you might not think it's appropriate in certain situations, but when a 16- and 17-year-old kid, and 
I've sent them to Catholic school real quick for the first three years to get good fundamentals, and he was the only one that didn't have a good experience there, okay? And it broke my heart, and I wanted him to fit in sociologically so he could excel academically, and it worked. Okay, okay? so wait, Robert. He so, wear, so, he doesn't wear them now. Okay, you so know, wait, ex- has, explain this to me. You just said, uh-huh. and I, I know you have a good heart and you mean well. You just said right. to me that it's part of the culture, right? Yes. Who says it's part of the culture? Because uh, because, well, because a bunch of rappers and Allen no. Iverson wears cornrows, who says it's part no. of the culture? I grew up in the orphanage, and there were about 30 black kids there, and a lot of them wore cornrows. That's where I'm coming from. I think my kids used to joke that me and their mother were switched at birth because I kind of came up in an orphanage familiar with a lot of things, and their mother, who was black, came up upper middle class and tended to act like it. (laughs) That's one of the reasons I kind of educated myself a little bit, but I didn't really have a problem with that, knowing that when now that they're older, they're professional, okay? That's part of growing up, you know? I had long hair that looked ridiculous, Tom. I mean, that wasn't a crime. It's, I don't know. I was just a little, I tried to I'm open-minded about it, you know. I'm very right-wing in my political views, but socially I'm very open-minded. And I think I think I hit a home run with them because they're the best thing that ever happened to me, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it worked out for you, Robert. You know, it's just it's interesting to me because, and I thank you for the call because I've got to take a break, and we're going to have the uh, Chronicles of Dominic Carter coming up and more of your telephone calls at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Robert said part of the culture, the Colin Kaepernick uh, situation in which it is disgusting because now he's accusing his white adoptive parents of a problematic upbringing furthering racism. And when when Robert says it's part of the culture, and I respect Robert, but in my house, <laughs> part of the culture is, is this. No matter what learning disability you may have, you will get a four-year college degree. You will dress the part to exist in a professional world. You will never say the N-word in front of me or or or, or hopefully in, in your lifetime, but I don't know what, what kids do when 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 they're not in front of you. And 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 folks, you can say whatever you want about me, but I am telling you, and my son is now 30 years old, if he walked in my house right now, he, he lives with his mom and dad. And and he walked in with cornrows in his head. We got a problem. We got a big problem because the first thing you're going to do is turn around. And and this is why I had a problem with the. I I respect Allen Iverson for his athletic ability, but I don't think these athletes realize the impact that they had on kids. And so now we have Colin Kaepernick stating that he wanted to look like Allen Iverson. And what did Allen Iverson look like? He looked like a thug, like a million-dollar thug. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we will have more of your telephone calls. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And Grassroots Momentum 
is growing among certain New York communities to lift the cap on charter schools with Asian-American parents holding a rally Friday today outside the city's Department of Education headquarters. The push from the Asian community for school choice comes just three days after 500 predominantly uh, African-American and Hispanic parents held a pro-charter school event outside City Hall. And uh, according to Phil Wong, the president of the Chinese-American Citizens Council of New York says, we say kids over politics. And to that, I say bravo. And so expected uh, to speak are a number of officials. They are making a push for more charter schools, and that is a great thing. We are taking your telephone calls on a number of topics, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Before I recap of what we're discussing, and coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Let's go to Mike in Lake George. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Lake George. <laughs> I think I'm in Myrtle Beach, if that's all right. Okay, uh, I, I I'm, I'm telling you what's on my screen here, Mike, but go ahead. No, I, I got you. I got my Cortland shirt on. My son graduated 16 wide receiver. All and right. he's in law enforcement now, Dominic. My daughter went to Towson, similar in age. She'll be 33. She's a middle school teacher and uh, in Suffolk County. And I'll tell you what. Uh, Dom, I know you're short on time. I'm going to talk about Kaepernick. Uh, Kaepernick, you know, uh, what he did, and now he's saying the upbringing uh, uh, that he went through with his parents. Now he's calling his parents racist pretty much. I mean, Colin Kaepernick, uh, what he did, he shook down the NFL. He turned his back on the national anthem. He called uh, cops killers, white cops killing blacks. And he was even, Dominic, check this out. He was voted uh, two years after this incident happened from GQ that he was man of the year. Man of the year for what? Man of the year for what? I don't like revisionist history when they take statues down. I said this before. I'll say it again. If they ever put a statue of Colin Kaepernick up, myself and 20 friends, I'll take it down. Arrest me. What he said. He's disgusting. And you know what? Uh, Shame on you, Colin Kaepernick. And spend that money you shook the NFL down with. You spend that money, okay? Because you're, uh, you know, you're a real nothing. That's what you are. Well, Mike, I appreciate your call. Thank you for uh, reaching out this morning. So it says here, Joseph in the Bronx, Dom, you're very negative to African American people with cornrows. Good morning, Joseph. State your case. Yes. Good morning. Yes, I am saying that you are very negative towards African-Americans and everyone who wants to wear cornrows, okay? That's every that's their choice of wearing their hair the way they want to wear them, okay? Um, let, Joseph, let, I don't let me... Reason, I, don't see, I, do not, I do not see why it, it should be an issue. Well... Because, uh, not because someone like... Not because... You don't like the way a person, suppose if they don't like the way how you carry yourself. You're right. You're, you're right. That That's possible. But, Joseph, so, <laughs> see, I, I, I deal in a world of reality, right? Okay. So okay. let's say, so let's say, let's say uh, a young person wants to go to Harvard Medical School, right? 
Do you think those cornrows are going to help that young person get into Harvard Medical School? And, and why isn't it going to get them to? You tell me. You what? tell me. You, you, want, no, okay. no, you, tell, you tell me why it would not get them through. If they are very educated, if they are very talented, you tell me what are they doing wrong for them not to be able to okay, okay, pursue. So, okay, so wait. All right, so Joseph, so so wait, let, let me ask you another question. I guess we're going to keep asking each other's questions. But let me put, so Colin Kaepernick, right, right, says that his white parents that saved his life, he illustrates this as an example of their racism. You think that's okay for him to call them out like this? Well, I was not, um, I did not make a comment based on um, that young man. Um, Kaepernick, okay? I was just making it. It's just all about you talking about con rules. That's that's where I'm dealing with. I don't have anything to do with Colin Kaepernick. Right, but see, Joseph. It's about, the, it's about con rules. Well, well the, the issue came up because of Colin Kaepernick, and that's the example that he's citing. I'm all about the most opportunity that me or my kids can get. I'm about generational wealth. I'm about changing changing what my family has had to go through. And and you think, Joseph, that cornrows, I really want you to answer this, is going to help them get where they need to go? Well, I was listening to um, this young man by the name of Steve, who he was talking with um, yes. a few minutes ago. Yes. And he, he made some valid points, okay? Because if you have to be going to someone else to make a living, well, you're going to have to um, adjust because they don't want you being who you want to be. Carry yourself the way you really want to carry yourself. Okay, so, Joseph, let me ask you, and you, you, I, I respect what you're saying. So if, if – if, I don't know what you do for a living, but but if you showed up with cornrows on and a Black Lives Matter T-shirt, you think that would help you in corporate America? Well – I would say no. Of course. You know. Of course but, it wouldn't but, help but, you. So but, but, so, so but why wouldn't you put yourself in a position that's going to hurt you? No, 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 no. All I'm simply saying to you is this, right? Because it's the way how you seem to be criticizing, you know, this carnival thing, you know? Hmm. It's the way how you're doing it. You, you know, I mean, I listen to you all the time, you know, and... Sometimes you make some pretty good sense, but tonight I don't think that you're making any sense at all with this Cornwall thing. Okay. And, and it can go a long way because we as black people, you understand, we, we, need to, we need to start doing for ourselves. You understand? This way nobody can come and tell us anything about how we wear our hair. You understand? I, 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 I hear you, Joseph. I, I hear you, and I respect what and, you're saying. But quickly, though, because you, I have to move on. Okay. All I'm simply saying, and another thing I would like to say to you, I hear you, like like, like in the city where all of the, the craziness is going on, you criticize by when you criticize the um the, the people who are living in this city, the majority of people who are living in this city are blacks and Hispanics. And I, I hear when you call them names. No, I, I, I don't. I, I don't call. I don't call the people. I call the individuals that have been accused and charged 
with crimes. It, Joseph, I, I say that overall, I do have to move on, Joseph, but I respect you and thank you for the call. I strongly disagree with you, and we'll, we'll save this debate for another night. Um, uh, let me go on because I'm trying to get to as many calls as possible. Sean in Brooklyn, go right ahead. It's got to be quick, Sean. Love you. No, thank you. Thank Sean, you. Sean, you know me. Anyway, Kaepernick, first of all, should have never been allowed to do what he did. The NFL, his head coach should have said, that's personal. Colin, you're not going to do this on the field. We're here to, to, to do our job as a football player. We're not here to do politics. So as far as your political or whatever feelings you have, put that on the bench. You're here to play football. You're not here to go political for the whole nation to see your personal feelings. He's at work. That should have never been allowed to happen. I, I Number two, they, they, caught, they caught that piece of garbage today. And it's so for why is he hiding his face when the cameras are trying to hiding, he's, why are you hiding your what, face? Okay, but wait, wait, you, wait, 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 Sean, when you say they caught that piece of garbage, I don't know what you're talking about. The deli killer. He's going around with shooting the people in the delis. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, yes. I, okay. He's hiding his face. You're going around putting a gun in people's faces because you're a dirtbag and you're hiding your face now? What are you afraid of? Animal? What are you afraid? You murdered a man for nothing. And then you're trying to hide your face from the TV camera. What is he afraid of? Sean, Sean I, I agree with you. I have to step in, though. I'm joined now uh, by Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. We have uh, very little time. What do you have coming up? All right, Action Pack Show. Ask Frank anything for the first hour. we got an Oscar preview in the second hour. And then I'm going to be joined by my friend Sal Greco, fired NYPD officer, who uh, had a fascinating take on the uh, Cardi B situation at the NYPD. We'll get into it. Are, are you going to wear cornrows? <laughs> <laughs> I've got the hair for it, right? Can you imagine if I walked in here with cornrows on? That. I'd and I had a Black Lives Matter uh, I, shirt on. I, I, that would be outstanding. I think you'd look great <laughs> with cornrows. <laughs> Frank, hey, have a great weekend, Hey, Frank. you too, pal. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight is coming up. Kenneth, I'm going to get you back for those comments. Matt, have a great weekend. Alex, you do the same. And, of course, you, the listeners, I'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend, folks. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.